Here to make some sense out of what's going on with Obamacare in Washington, D.C., is Fred Barnes with the Weekly Standard. Fred, thanks so much for your time. Michael, what is this? Almost can't believe it. <laughs> I don't know about almost. I don't believe anything they say anymore at HHS, at the White House, or anything to do with Obamacare. And now the president, of course, is, is pretending like it's fixed. Okay, it's ready to go. It's fine. Let's go ahead. But, it has, uh, and, but, of course, all that's untrue. Yeah, but, you know, it's one thing to argue about the metrics of what is working. Is it 90% or mm-hmm. 99%? As you know, in the private sector, if it were 95%, which is what Obamacare.gov is, the person in charge would be fired immediately. With yeah. the, but, but even saying that, when we found out yesterday that the insurance companies are essentially estimating what it's going to be cost to insure you, and then they're going to go to the government with their estimate, and the government's going to, you know, you know, I forget the phrase they use, trust it up or gin it up, or whatever this going to match. Yeah, sure, here, have some money. We're going to cover for you. So we're back to basically literally the back room with satchels of cash, taxpayer cash, between the administration and the insurance companies. Yeah, this takes crony capitalism to a new level. Uh, it, you know, it's one thing to be offering subsidies for somebody making electric cars, and, of course, the subsidies are never big enough right. because the cars don't work very well and people just don't want to buy them. But, uh, you know, to saying uh, to the insurance companies, you know, well, if you're not doing well and you have to charge more than we think you should, then we'll slip you some money on the side, is, uh, is uh, you know, incredibly corrupt. And when Obama still tries to describe this program in, in such ideological, not, well, ideological, but I was also going to say ideal, idealistic terms, right. um, we know we're being spun. Uh, the, uh, so you have this, uh, this estimating being done by the insurance companies, which just points out the other problem, which is the insurance companies aren't getting accurate information. And the, the figure bandied about from the New York Times is that a third of the people who think they have coverage are going to mm-hmm. wake up one day and discover they don't have coverage. What are people defending the president even saying at this point? Well, some of them, you see, there's a clack in the media that uh, in favor of what Obama ever does. Right. And they claim... Uh, Part of it is just claiming, well, it's going to work. There you have it. You know, it's uh, it's defense by assertion, or right. or defense by anecdote. You know, the president yesterday at at the White House with all those folks there, he's not defending the program in any broad sense, really. It's defending it by anecdotes. Can you imagine if no. some Republican president were doing that? Yeah. God, the media would be all over him. Anecdotes. You know, you're you're talking about that, and then of course the whole thing came off as as uh, uh, Richard Starr, the managing editor here at the at the Weekly Standard, pointed out to me, it was a pep rally. Right. You, know, you bring in some people to say, oh, this is the good stuff, the president, you're doing fine, and so on. And then in the audience, the White House staff, they all cheer. <laughs> they had everything but a bonfire to... You know, to, <laughs> so all the, uh, all the fraternity brothers could be out there right. cheering for... Uh, the team to do well the next day in football. I mean, Go Obama, it, it, beat state. That's it's the, come to that that's, that's at this sad. point. But, that, you know, the, uh, but look, the White House, as Obama said yesterday, and, and you know, it, I'm, it's not going to be repealed as, as long as I'm president, and I suspect that's true. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, certainly, it's certainly not going to be doing well. It'll be It'll be, it'll be like, you know, there's so many analogies, Michael. It'll be like one of those computers, and I have one here. <laughs> that, that is, you know, 
just goes incredibly slowly and is right. never fully repaired or even close to that. You never know what the, when it's going to you know crash yep. and so on. Now, that would be the best. This would be they can actually create, I believe, a health care system, a health insurance system. But it'll be like the uh, Mongolian health insurance <laughs> system, and 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 I'm probably being unfair to Mongolia. Yeah, why play, why drag the poor Mongolians into this, Fred yeah. Barnes? But th- this notion that we are now left at the point where I used to just buy insurance from my insurance company to now the insurance company is going to guess what I owe and then mm-hmm. quote true up the payments later on. Which by the way, true up. What is, what is, what is, I've what, never what, heard that. Exactly. Uh, so that this is like true the, up. Yeah, true this, man. Yo, I mean, what, so the, yeah. it's the gangbanger, <laughs> bad apple insurance company out there settling mm-hmm. up on, in the back alley. At some point, don't grown-ups have to intervene somewhere inside the Democratic Party and say, you're damaging our brand so much, Mr. President, that we're all going to pay a price? Perhaps, but they haven't gotten there yet. Okay. Right now, they're... They're in the in the stage, with a few exceptions in the Democratic Party and among Democrats here in Congress. Uh, they're going to say, "Well, pre- uh, let's let the president try a little longer to bra- longer to brazen it out, <laughs> and that let him continue to try to ram it through, and and we'll see if he gets anywhere. And you know, we'll put off the uh, uh, pressing the panic button or the revolt against the White House button mm-hmm. uh, for a few more months and and see what happens." Uh, you know there are deadlines coming up. Of course, we know with, if it's a deadline that anybody, any civilian in America would like to see uh, delayed, uh, forget it. But if it's one that uh, helps the president or thinks it helps him, well, you know he can do it with executive power that he doesn't actually have. There's a brand new poll out today, Fred, from the Institute of Politics at Harvard University mm-hmm. uh, of millennials. And this is they've been yeah. doing this for years. And it finds that 47 percent of millennials say they would recall President Obama if they could. Forty six would not. He's evenly split with the hope and change brigade of mm-hmm. 18 to 29 year olds. But more importantly, in my opinion, fewer than a third said that they will definitely or probably enroll in insurance if they're uninsured, the two, two, three in 10 of the uninsured millennials say they're going to enroll. The rest say, no, mm-hmm. I'm just not going to bother. That's mm-hmm. bad politics and bad math, isn't it? It is. And uh, that's terrible math for the president. I mean, these, uh, this is his uh, uh, caucus. Uh, these are his people uh, by a substantial, you know, by about two to one um, in both elections, 2008 and 2012. And, and they're uh, jumping ship. Uh, look, they finally they should have known better, at least in 2012, that they were going to be uh, punished uh, by having to buy insurance, uh, much more insurance coverage than they would ever want. I remember in my 20s, I never even thought about having any health insurance. Right. But anyway, people do now. Times change. I'm old. Uh, and uh, But now they have figured out that, you know, we don't need maternity care and we don't need uh, all the other things that are... Uh, uh, important to older people and married people and people in their 30s and 40s, perhaps, but they're being they're going to be the ones who have to pay for it, and they don't want to, understandably so. But, but they should have known earlier. But this goes to me back to the true up system on estimating mm-hmm. these payments. Part of the estimating is based on estimating the pool, you know, the risk pool and <laughs> yeah. all that pool. And so now we're changing the pool as we go. Other people have announced, I'm not going to show up for the pool. I'm never going to swim mm-hmm. in that pool. And so mm-hmm. that truing up is going to involve more money. There's going to be a huge check stroked mm-hmm. to insurance companies out of the taxpayers' pockets. 
Mm-hmm. I, I just can't imagine that there's a big pro-insurance company bailout <laughs> voting block in the 2014 elections. No, but that I guess <clears throat> we're learning that that was part of the deal when the insurance companies threw in uh, with Obama uh, because they were so uh, greedy uh, in seeking to get the 30 or 40 million or however many it was uh, of people who were uninsured. They thought, aha, boy, we're going to, whether the government pays for it or somebody else, <clears throat> we're going to get all those insurance payments. Uh, and boy, we'll be in good shape. But, you know, it doesn't quite work that way uh, in the real world. And now they, and now they have to get, they're not going to get all that money. So they have to get something uh, from the back room, as you say. Uh, and, and this is even, you know, maybe you and I know I did and others did describe what the insurance companies would become like public utilities regulated by the government. Thanks, Fred, for joining us here on the Weekly Standard podcast. Please be sure to check out weeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. I'm your host, Michael Graham.